glitzy Hollywood movie. Exotic Middle East locations. Fast cars and global superstars. To go into a Middle Eastern country, one that you've been explaining for an ungodly amount of time, that is filled with terrorists to steal their gold. But while this crime adventure has all the elements of a multi-million dollar big screen drama, it may also mask a subplot, one that is stranger than fiction. In June 2021, a new action movie called The Misfits premiered in United States cinemas. The name's Ringo. That's Violet. You already had a chance to meet the con artist formerly known as Prince. There's a star cast led by one-time James Bond actor Pierce Brosnan, supported by several big international A-list performers. Why isn't anyone saying anything? The film was lauded as a rare Arab-funded Hollywood production, shot mostly in Abu Dhabi, the capital of the United Arab Emirates. The storyline is about the misfits, so-called terrorist crime fighters, in an imaginary country called Jaziristan. They're up against Arab group, the Muslim Brotherhood. Jaziristan bears some resemblance to Qatar, which until January 2021 was under blockade by four of its Arab neighbors, including the UAE, from where the film was funded. So we partnered with the Muslim Brotherhood, a local terrorist organization in some country called Jaziristan. Abu Harawa. His real name is Abdurrahman Ab 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 al-Naimi. Al Jazeera Arabic reporter Tamar Al Nishal and his team have pieced together the behind the scenes story of how The Misfits was produced. The movie began production as a crime caper set in a Caribbean island. But after a series of mishaps, it moved to the Middle East. Not only did the location change, but so too did the funding the production structure, and crucially, its script. It all began in 2016 with an international filmmaker who had a vision for a global blockbuster movie. 
لمع اسم النجم رامي جابر ابن فلسطين المولود بمدينة أريحة في أوروبا وأمريكا كرياضي عالمي ومن ثم كممثل يتقن الأدوار في أفلام الإثارة والمتعة وينضم إلينا من العاصمة الفنلندية هلسنكي الممثل رامي جابر أول شيء فعلا منشوف حالنا فيك رامي كثير عم نسمع عن هذا الفيلم بالآونة الأخيرة طبعا أول شيء السلام عليكم الفيلم هذا عبارة عن هو أكشن كوميدي Tamer Al-Mishah spoke to Palestinian Finnish actor and filmmaker Rami Jaber, who produced and starred in The Misfits. Misfits, or in the Arabic language, are strange creatures. Strange creatures, yes. What's the story of Misfits? In the يكتب الفيلم يعني هو السيناريو اول اول مسوده لهذا الفيلم كتبت في 2016 2016 نعم اول مسوده كانت انكتبت بال يعني جهز السكريبت بال 2016 بعد ما خلصنا السكريبت كان توجهنا كان بورتوريكو وشو صار في بورتوريكو؟ بورتوريكو وقتها وقتها كان صار الاعصار هذا اللي دمر الدنيا قلنا وكل اللي اشتغلنا عليه واللي صرفناه هناك راح متى تم الذهاب الى الامارات؟ اوه بال 2018 احنا بلشنا من 2016 يعني عامين بعد عامين بعد بورتوريكو بعد بورتوريكو ضلينا عامين نمشي محادثات وتفاوض وصلنا لابو ظبي رحله طويله قطعها منصور اليابوني الظاهري الرجل الذي جمع ما بين الكتابه والاخراج والانتاج يخطط منصور الى الخطوه الاوسع ايجاد اسم لامع في هوليوود هو خلص العمل وعمل جميل جدا مميز في الطرح وفي كل شيء. And so the film moved production from Puerto Rico to Abu Dhabi. Mansour Al-Yabhuni Al-Dakhari is a well-established Emirati movie producer. Mansour, as he is known, brought funding to the table. And with money came influence over how the film was produced. It was at this point that the tone of the film changed. No longer was it a pure crime comedy. Its new focus included a neighbor of the UAE, the state of Qatar. دخلوا كشريك في الفيلم الشركة الإماراتية. بالضبط. آه بدهم يدخل بعقد التفاهم إنه بده يدخل الشريك. قلت له أنا عندي بس 30% بالمئة بقدر أعطيك. لأنه الباقي هدول إحنا إلنا هدول أنا 30% بالمئة هدول حقهم ستة وقتها ستة مليون ستة مليون دولار. اجى منصور حكى لا انا بدي اعطيك 6 مليون دولار بس بدي 40% قلت له وقتها ضغطوا على الشباب قلت مش مشكله المهم بدنا نعمل الفيلم ما الذي حصل بعد ذلك؟ فتحنا شركه جديده سميناها ذا ميسفيتس ال ال سي 60% تملكها شركه ار ان جي و40% تملكها الكلمه الكلمه اللي مديرها منصور بالضبط وتفاجأت أنا أنه انفتحت شركة جديدة اسمها فيلم جيت ودخلت على الخط فيلم جيت شركة إماراتية والكلمة كمان شركة إماراتية والتنتين بملكهم منصور والتنتين بملكهم منصور فتح الشركة الجديدة بعد الاتفاق هدفه ماذا كان؟ بده يسرق الفيلم منصور كان بده يأخذ الفيلم لإله يسيطر على الفيلم لحاله كيف يعني بده يسيطر على الفيلم لحاله؟ شو عمله؟ نفس العقود اللي وقعناها مع الممثلين ومع البرودوسرز وقعها فيلم جيت وقعت عقود 
مع الممثلين والبرودوسرز يعني البرودوسرز وقعوا عقدين عقدين فيلم جيت وذا مسفيتس اسسنا اللي هي مؤسسه الكلمه للانتاج الفني مقرها طبعا في ابو ظبي The film was back in production, only this time with Mansour al-Dakhari calling the shots. As well as being an established filmmaker in the UAE, Mansour also holds several government posts, including in the Diwan, the chief ministry of the Crown Prince of Abu Dhabi. كل واحد عنده لازم عليه واجب ان يأتي للوقت ونحاول في مجال هو الاعلام. منصور الضاغي قبل ما يكون مخرج وقبل ما كان هذا منصور الضاغي بيشتغل في الديوان. ديوان حاكم ابو ظبي. اه بيشتغل في الديوان، ديوان محمد بن زايد واصلا طول الوقت اصلا وينك يا منصور انا في الديوان، وينك هذا انا في الديوان، وين انت انا في الديوان. وكل مره انا عند الشيخ محمد وانا عند عند هون وانا عند هون، منصور عمره ما اجى على الست. يعني احنا كان عندنا التصوير تقريبا فوق قديش فوق الثمان اسابيع في ابو ظبي في أب في ابو ظبي فوق الثمان اسابيع كل اللي اجاهم مرتين طيب بالنسبه لمنصور في موضوع عدم تواجده في مواقع التصوير، من الذي كان يتواجد في مواقع التصوير من قبل الشركه؟ كان في شخصين يجوا ما نعرفش اسال اسال اقول له مين هذول؟ قال لي يا دوز فروم ذا سيكريت سيرفيس سيكريت سيرفيس واي وي نيد ذا سيكريت سيرفيس ان ذا اون سيت The change of location to the UAE led to fundamental changes to the original script. A legal agreement was made in October 2018 between Mansour and the writer of the film, Robert Henney. This gave Mansour the right to make unlimited changes to the original script and to, quote, alter, add to, and or delete from the film. It also gave Mansour the right to change both the characters and the plot lines. In return, Mansour would pay 50,000 US dollars to the writer. The writer would also get 2.5% of any net profits of the picture. With script control, this placed Mansour in the driving seat. You know the difference between Filmgate and other production companies is that it's led by people who are not just producers, they're filmmakers. And Mansoor has shown himself to be exactly that. Uh, he loves film. He loves writers. Uh, very specifically, he told me that. Filmgate and Mansoor are best in class. Um, and I'd be really excited to work with them again. Al Jazeera contacted the writer, Robert Henney, offering him the opportunity to respond. He did not reply. إذا قرنا بين إذا مسفتس النص الأساسي شو قصته كانت؟ هي عبارة عن ذهب بتملك للنازيين عندهم ذهب مخبينه بمكان وموجود في مكان وموجود في سجن. طب هلا كيف بدنا ندخل السجن؟ هاي هي كانت يعني القصة. فيلم اكشن كان اكشن اه فيلم اكشن عادي وكيف تغيرت القصه الجديده بعد دخول الامارات والشركه الاماراتيه؟ تبدل انه السجن صار بدل موجود في ذهب آه ونازيين وهذا انه السجن هذا موجود في قطر وشلبس اللي هو الكاركتر تبع شلبس انه بيتعامل مع الحكومه القطريه اللي هو ملك السجن ملك السجن وبصيروا يطلعوا آه اشخاص من السجن 
تبع اللي موجودين هدول وينفذوا عمليات ارهابيه برا واحنا احنا شغلنا الفيلم صار انه انه احنا شغلنا جايين ندخل على قطر ونسرق الذهب وعشان نوقف العمليه العمليات الارهابيه هاي In Abu Dhabi, the stars and the production team received a red carpet welcome. This document, in Arabic, is from Mansour's production company to the general command of the Emirati Armed Forces, requesting military equipment to be used as action props for the movie. The hardware included a naval ship, smaller vessels, and a landing craft. The stated rationale behind the request was that the misfits, quote, tackles the issue of fighting terrorism in the Middle East. This permit from November 2018 by the UAE's National Media Council gave the green light for the team to film in any location in the UAE, except for military facilities and royal palaces. متى تم التصوير تحديدا؟ ب 20/1/2019 وخلصنا ب 15/3/2019 هل كانت الامور ميسره مسهله؟ كثير احنا صورنا في صحراء دبي وقتها حتى زارنا الشيخ محمد بن راشد المكتوب كل شيء فتح لنا حتى كنا بدنا سفن حربيه ام بدهم يامنوا لنا اياها بس عدلوا السكريبت وعملوها طياره بالنسبه للمعدات العسكريه التي تم استخدامها في التصوير كانت من قبل الجيش الاماراتي؟ اه الطياره اللي احنا طلبنا احنا نجيبها الطياره هي مش الكارغو الاكبر من الكارغو طياره كبيره كبيره طلبنا احنا بدنا نجيبها ووافقونا عليها وهي الطياره هي طياره واحده كانت موجوده طياره واحده بس هاي وكانت وقتها كانت قالوا لنا انها موجوده في مهمه في اليمن وراح يطلعوا لنا اياها يجيبوا لنا اياها على مطار في العين Most of the misfit scenes were shot in the Emirati capital Abu Dhabi but some action scenes were filmed in Los Angeles A specialist director Avi Cohen was hired for the car chase sequences I was an action unit director, so I did uh, all the Los Angeles chase scenes, all the action stuff in LA. هل عدد مشاهد التصوير في لوس أنجلس كانت كبيرة بالمقارنة مع التصوير الذي جرى في أبو ظبي؟ Well, I mean, my second unit we shot two days, so it's just a five-minute chase scene. خلال التصوير هل لاحظت أي إشارة لأي موضوع سياسي مرتبط بقصة هذا الفيلم؟ No, 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 no. It didn't seem like it was a film in any way that was portraying negatively anybody. هل شاهدت أي نسخة أولية أو نهائية من هذا الفيلم؟ I I watched half of the first cut up to the chase scene. فيما شاهدت في هذه النسخة هل القصة حقيقية مرتبطة بأسماء حقيقية أم هي خيالية؟ Yeah, fictional story. Fictional story. لم يتم ذكر اي اسم دوله في هذه النسخه التي شاهدتها؟ I didn't hear any names but I mean I also I wasn't paying super attention but I I uh 
I mean, I don't know. I just know that it was about a chase scene with the Middle East and America. And for me, it wasn't, didn't seem like a political film to me. Tamar al-Musal asked a specialist libel lawyer based in London if an actor has any comeback if their performance is in some way distorted. He may do, uh, depending perhaps on the terms of the contract. There are also um, performers now have rights under um, what's called a Beijing Treaty on Audiovisual Performances. It's governed by the World Intellectual Property Organization. And um, that, that treaty has a provision giving performers a right to object to distortion, which is pre prejudicial to the um, performer's reputation. But I do think that um, in that situation, the actor ought to know before they get into it the nature of, of the film. If they discover in the filming, for example, that um, facts are being distorted and they're not happy, then there would have to be a negotiation about maybe pulling out of the film. And that would give rise to a lot of adverse publicity against the movie producers. So I think it would be an unusual situation in any event. It's not clear how many of the cast and crew were aware of the revised Qatar plotline that had been woven into the new script. Advanced publicity instead focused on the high-profile Hollywood actors that were starring in The Misfits. Pierce Brosnan, of course, James Bond, Tim Ruth, Nick Cannon. في نجوم كبار يعني نخبة صف أول في أمريكا. في طاقم العمل سواء من الممثلين، المنتجين، الفنيين، هل أحد اعترض؟ الأمريكان ما راح يعترضوا ولا ممثل راح يعترض. شو فرق عنده عمل عن دولة هاي عندهم إشي عادي هاي؟ موقف الممثلين الآخرين العرب ما 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 في أي ردود؟ والله ما أظن ممثل العرب بعرف. أحمد شاب لبناني يعيش في لوس أنجلوس وحماسة أثناء التصوير ما يقل عن حماسة بالكواليس أنا لعبت دور FBI agent وكثير حبيت هذا الدور لأنه أنا أصلي عربي اسمي أحمد بس كمان صرت عايش بأمريكا فوق ال 17 سنة حلو لعب الدور يلي بيمثل واحد أمريكاني بس عربي بنفس الوقت وحسيت ال FBI بدبي عم يشتغل هذه كانت دور كثير بتلبق لالي وللباك جراوند تبعيتي بالنسبه لقصه فيلم ذا مسفيتس هل هي فيكشن ستوري يعني خياليه ام هي حقيقيه بمعنى انه مرتبطه باسماء دول واشخاص حقيقيين في ارض الواقع؟ لا كلها فيكشن كلها فيكشن ما في شيء حقيقي يعني كله اختراع بس مثل ما انا بعرف السكريبت تغير اكثر من مره كرمال كل شيء مشاكل له علاقه بالبوليتكس اتس اتس بين ريزولفد يعني وي ميد اي ريمبر ذي سيد ذي ميد مالتيبل اتيريشنز تو ذا سكريبت تو ادريس اني بوليتيكال كونسيرنز تو ميك شور ذات ذا فاينل سكريبت ذات وي هاف هاد نو ايشوز واتسوفر ان ريجاردز تو بوليتكس However, it's emerged that at least one Hollywood A-lister refused to join the cast, citing concerns about the political content. 
That was the American actor Wesley Snipes. Snipes met with Mansoor and one of the Misfits producers, Kia Jam, and an entertainment executive. I took um, Wesley to the Beverly Hills Hotel for a meeting with uh, Sheikh Mansoor, um, who was involved with the project at the time, I believe, and he was the one who said that he wanted Wesley to be a part of the film. إذا منصور الظاهري كان مهتم بمشاركة وسلي سنايبس في هذا الفيلم لماذا لم يتم الأمر في النهاية؟ Misfits uh, for him was was uh, was going to be more of a favor to uh, Mansoor in exchange for uh, uh, funding the television series and. Once, you know, he started uh, talking to them about money, they didn't want to pay him what he was worth. Lastly, um, there were some very uh, strong political statements being made in the film. There was just some, there was some, some things in the script that, uh, about Qatar. Um, and for some reason, we, we weren't, we, you know, we, we weren't aware that there was going to be strong political statements made get involved in things like that, you know, even though you may not uh, endorse it, if you're a part of the project, it kind of is an endorsement in some way. So I think that was one of the things that really kind of, you know, ultimately made it part of the decision easier to not be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's the thing. That's what, what stood out. Like when it started to become like a, about terrorism and particular countries. Yeah, yeah, about Qatar, yeah, and it's like ultimately, I, like, I don't, I don't know. You know, I have one friend that's from Qatar, you know, and he's a great guy. So like, you know, and he makes music, <laughs> you know. So for me, like, I don't have a reference point to say, oh yeah, you know, something's bad with Qatar. But this is again, when you start to see things like this in a script, uh, it immediately creates a red flag because this is a political statement and. By you being a part of a project that has that strong of a political view towards a country, if you're not knowledgeable of, of the sensitivity or what's really going on, then it could ultimately be uh, damaging to your career. Al Jazeera Arabic reporter Tamar Al-Musal and his team obtained the original 2016 script for the action movie The Misfits and the revised 2019 script, which was amended after the Abu Dhabi production company bought the rights. There are several key differences between the two. The original script was pure fiction, a typical Hollywood action crime story set in the exotic Caribbean. But the revised screenplay had multiple references to politics and real-life events. It mentioned Qatar more than 25 times and the Muslim Brotherhood group 11 times, linking it to, quote, terrorism. The new script also mentioned names of real Qatari people and others with links to Qatar, as well as the Doha-based TV station Al Jazeera, all in the context of sponsoring terrorism. Before changing the script, the American producer Kia Jam emailed the director Rennie Harlan. 
In this message, Kia Jam said that the Emirati production company, Al Kalema, run by Mansur al-Dakhari, had requested changes to the original film's screenplay. Jam asked the director to look at the changes before sending them to the writer. The alterations included renaming a fictional character. His new name was Adrahman al-Noemi, a man by the same name is a well-known human rights activist in Qatar. Another change was to introduce references to Khaled Sheikh Mohammed, described as, quote, the principal architect of the 9-11 attacks, and to say that, quote, at that time, he was living under the umbrella of the evil country, though the name of the evil country was not revealed. The email goes on to say, quote, I hope we got what I mean on this. The Emirati company also requested a boost for one role, that of a Sheikh al-Kharadawi, using the same name as a high-profile Islamic scholar living in Qatar. What a great experience I had working in Abu Dhabi and with uh, Mansour and his company Filmgate. I love that uh, part of the world and uh, it truly was uh, a, a great experience beautiful locations, Mansour's professionalism and the way he organized everything, how Filmgate worked, uh, all that. It was just an uh, all-around good experience. We, we got a lot of uh, value for, for the money that we were spending. Tamar al-Masal and his team sought to interview Kia Jam, the American producer. They also sent a request to the director, Rennie Harlan. Neither replied to the requests. The Misfits was released in cinemas in 2021. However, Al Jazeera obtained some leaked scenes from an earlier version that was due to be released in early 2020, but was delayed due to the COVID pandemic. This version has all the scenes that directly referenced Qatar. It shows lead actor Pierce Brosnan referring directly to Qatar in the context of sponsoring terrorism. This is my idea. Oh, listen to me. If any of this is true, contact the embassy in Qatar. Talk to a congressman. We tried. Qatar is an important U.S. ally. U.S. CENTCOM uses LUD airbase to launch assaults in the Middle East. America doesn't need to ask too many questions, and Qatar doesn't need to find any answers. The Muslim Brotherhood is like terror incorporated. Terrorism generates a lot of cash. In this scene, which was replaced in the final version, Six locations in Qatar are depicted as ISIL training camps. And here, their character Sheikh Youssef al-Kharadawi, who shares the same name as the Islamic scholar living in Qatar, is depicted inciting acts of violence. <laughs> That was Yusuf Abdullah Karadawi, courtesy of Al Jazeera. According to him, suicide bombings are a 
religious obligation. Although The Misfits was filmed in Abu Dhabi, the earlier leaked scenes showed several references to Qatar. Distinctive Qatari car number plates can be seen both on passenger cars and police vehicles. The name of Qatar's internal security force, Lahuya, has been painted on some vehicles. A crew like this landing at the Doha airport will attract attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Point remains the same. These leaked scenes also refer several times to Doha airport and to other areas, hospitals and shops in Qatar. An Ahmadi hospital. Do this, I'm a child, and I say, go. While many people will watch a film for pure entertainment and may not associate fictional places and people with real life, why would a film production company go to such lengths and spend so much money to focus on Qatar? And what, if any, is the effect of a Hollywood film that suggests that a particular country sponsors terrorism? Terrorism has long been a popular theme in Hollywood, but most viewers who are American have never been to these countries, don't know anything about the war on terror, and it is through watching TV's shows and films about the war on terror that people come to understand what it is. This is how they come to have an image in their minds. So it, it ends up being extremely influential, especially for audiences who don't know much about the topic. At this point, while preparation for filming was well underway, Rami Jada, the original producer and his new Abu Dhabi partner, Mansoor, fell out in a row over finance. The case went to arbitration before the Independent Film and Television Alliance, the Trade Association for the Independent Film and TV Industry in the US.
documents obtained by the Al Jazeera Arabic team may shed light on the source of funding for the film. The money trail shows a payment on the 25th of April 2019 to Filmgate, an established production company headed by Mansour al-Dakhari. This million-dollar payment was made by a company called Al-Mukhatra General Trading, based in Abu Dhabi. Al Jazeera Arabic sources maintain that this company has close connections to the UAE government. 11,800,000 the والسيتلمنت اللي صار معي صار الفيلم بطل فيلم كوميدي في اكشن صار موضوع سياسي بدك تعمل يا منصور موضوع سياسي روح اعمل لك دوكيومنتري واعمل لك برنامج سياسي شو دخلني انا بتحطني بالنص قاعد بصور انا قاعد بفيلم اكشن كوميدي الناس تنبسط الناس تحضر دخلي موضوع سياسي ليش ماذا جرى بعد ذلك خلص انا طلعت من الفيلم بناء على ماذا؟ عملت سيتلمنت تسوية، ماذا قضت هذه التسوية؟ بيدفع لي مبلغ معين والمبلغ هذا انه خلص بتنازل له انا عن الفيلم كامل Leaked recordings of phone conversations between Rami Jabar and Mansour al-Dakhari indicate how relations between the two producers had deteriorated Mansour left a voice message for Rami Jabbar, urging Jabbar to drop the legal arbitration hearing surrounding the misfits. Rami, Habibi, you are going to ask me, there is no way to go out of the contract that you are going to ask me. I am going to ask you a lot. 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 I am going وتخلص عمرك من المشاكل وانا راح اوقف معك وراح اخليك انت الواجهه للفيلم هذا وانت اللي راح تعمل اللي هو البروموشن وسواء حتى كان البريمير وغيره وغيره وغيره. انا نيتي صافيه يا رامي، نيتي انا صافيه وانا ما قصرت فيك. انت ليش تغلط علي؟ وليش قاعد تقول اشياء علي؟ وليش قاعد تسوي اشياء كلها غلط؟ انا ما عندي قضيه واحده في حياتي كلها. 
توصلني عليه قضايا ومش عارف ايش ليش يا اخي في النهايه كل هذا اللي قاعد تعمله راح يفشل انا عندي كل شيء يعني اعرف كل شيء عنك يا رامي ما له داعي هذا كله ركز واهدى وشوف مصلحتك يا حبيبي يا اخي انت لقيت واحد انسان كويس وانسان واصل وانسان اموره طيبه يا اخي صاحب اساس تسعد مش تعانده بعد تفجر حالك يعني والله العظيم ورحمه ابوي هذا اخر مكالمه من بيني وبينك اما انك تعمل الصح او انه خلاص نوصل للاخر يعني After the two producers settled their differences, another dispute was also resolved, but one much bigger than a movie. In January 2021, at Alola in Saudi Arabia, the blockade against Qatar by four neighboring countries, including the UAE, was lifted. The nations involved agreed to put aside their differences. This left the misfits with a problem. Its narrative that focused on Qatar was no longer in line with the political mood and its release date was postponed again. In Abu Dhabi, the 2020 version was hastily re-edited and most direct references to Qatar were removed, although some did remain. If any of this is true, contact the embassy in Qatar. Qatar is an important U.S. ally. U.S. CENTCOM uses LUD airbase to contact the embassy and talk to a congressman. We tried. Jaziristan is an important U.S. The main change was that the name of the country where the film was set was altered. Qatar and its fictional ISIL training camps became Jaziristan. The prison Doha Penal Institute became the Dola Penal Institute. The scene with the fictional Sheikh Al-Kharadawi was cut, as were any direct references to Al Jazeera TV. Thank you. I love you. I love you too. Oh, guys. But Qatar was not completely airbrushed from the film. Some scenes showed characters arriving in so-called Jaziristan and showed shots of the iconic Souk Waqaf, a popular tourist attraction in Doha. Especially when I hold them in my hand. If I thought it was you, we would not be having this conversation. Not all Qatar number plates were removed and several Qatari flags remained. For you, I need to show you something this way. It's extremely important and dangerous. Qatar's internal security force, Lahuya, is seen on the security trucks in the film's desert chase scenes. An image of the real Islamic scholar Sheikh Yusuf al-Qaradawi is seen next to an image of Qatar's emir with fake newspaper clippings about Qatar's alleged terror funding. Okay, here we go. 
Tamar Al-Misal asked a legal specialist about the risks involved in making a film that names people without necessarily seeking their consent. Uh, well, mo movies that are based on true life events can give rise to a number of legal and potentially political issues. Uh, in theory, uh, a, an entity or a person or a group of people who are identified in, in a movie based on true events um, may have a potential for legal redress for defamation or infringement of privacy rights against the filmmakers. You want me to go into a Middle Eastern country, one that you've been explaining for an ungodly amount of time that is filled with terrorists to steal their gold. إذا تم إثبات وقوف دولة أو جهة معينة خلف صناعة فيلم في هوليود يتعمد الإساءة والتشويه لطرف أو دولة أخرى ما هي التبعات القانونية لذلك؟ If a state is funding um, material in, in a movie, uh, if it's state-controlled media, for, for example, you're likely to be straying into the territory of, of propaganda, which in some instances can be illegal. Um, there are in international treaties that govern propaganda, um, extreme propaganda, which can be um, characterized, for example, as warmongering or inciting racial hatred. Many people say that Hollywood is just entertainment, but we see that it has really significant political impacts in shaping our perceptions, our policies, how we understand different people, and also different cultures. We can think of many movies. So one movie that comes to mind that was particularly damaging is American Sniper. That tells the story of Chris Kyle, um, who was in the military. And uh, there was a lot of controversy after the film premiered because on Twitter, some people said that watching the movie made them want to join the military to kill Arabs. Certainly not all viewers felt that way, but a certain segment of the population watched the movie and they were tweeting, this makes me hate Arabs 100,000 times more than I did before and now I want to join the military. And it's not necessarily the fault of one movie, American Sniper, but that kind of impact and that kind of response is made possible because of a very long history of this repeated image of Arabs and Muslims as terrorists. People are, are extremely uh, impressionable, and I think you know the Middle East in general, like it has you know has got a reputation for harboring terrorists. In America, you know, we've been told that, you know, you know, Muslims and, you know, people from the Middle East are potentially terrorists. So I think in that sense, it's really unfair to uh, to put some of these uh, political statements in a film that are uh, maybe a little bit out of context, because as an, as someone who's not knowledgeable of what is going on, it would be easy to manipulate me and maybe make me think that, you know, someone from a particular region in the Middle East is a terrorist, you know, and I think that's where things can, can get dangerous. Tamar al-Misal requested an interview with Mansour al-Dakhari to discuss the story behind the misfits. Hello? Assalamu alaikum. Alaikum Sayyid Mansour al-Dakhari? Salam. 
معك تامر المسحال مقدم برنامج مخفي أعظم في قناة الجزيرة الله يحييك أخ منصور إحنا بنعمل في قناة الجزيرة تحقيق حول فيلم ذا مسفتس اللي أنتجته شركتكم فيلم جيت وحابين نعمل معك لقاء إن أمكن While Mansour initially agreed to be interviewed, in the end, he declined to take Al Jazeera's calls. Al Jazeera English then contacted Mansour al-Dahiri, offering him the opportunity to respond to issues raised in this program. Mansour and Al-Khalema Productions, through their lawyers, dispute the premise of the Al Jazeera film in its entirety. They also question the credibility and motivation of Rami Jaber. The story of The Misfits seems to be the story of a disinformation campaign that was ultimately overtaken by events. The 2021 agreement that ended the blockade of Qatar also put an end to the planned version of The Misfits. What was finally released was a watered-down film, one that has had limited box office success to date. In the end, the story of the making of The Misfits is just as dramatic, perhaps even more so, than the actual film.